You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hey everybody, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day, good month, good year, good everything. It's Jamie Migdahl here with my co-host, Susan Briggs. Hi, Susan. Hi, good morning. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, So Susan and I, as you guys know, if you've been uh, listening, you know that we're coming to you monthly with an update about PAC. And uh, Susan, being the founder and the driving force behind PAC, is going to, is just so, such a great person that we have connection to that she can bring all of the groundbreaking, all of the most up-to-date information around what's happening within the professional, professionalizing the, the pet industry through this organization. So she's awesome because she has come to me and I've come to her and we've come together and we decided that once a month to be able to put this out there to everyone who's interested in being involved with PAC, both pet professionals and of course ideally and ultimately dog and cat and pet owners, that the best way to kind of start getting everyone excited and getting everyone up to speed is to hear about it, not just read about it, not just see tweets or Facebook posts or hear second or third hand stories, but to actually hear it from the founder and from directly from her. I think that's really, it's really cool that we have this opportunity. And I think that, um, Susan, you share this amongst your folks. I share this amongst my folks. Um, I know that obviously Pet Life Radio, who's our sponsor, uh, they share this amongst their folks. So ideally, we're hoping that this information gets pretty well distributed amongst the masses. So PAC is something that people are open to and understand well before it becomes a reality. And on that note, my, did I hit that all right? Does that sound right? Yeah, it sounded great. I, th- I mean, that's right. Like, I feel like I just kind of covered like why we're doing this in a meaningful way. Let me tell you, just full disclosure, everybody, Susan was in town in Chicago this past week here with me and uh, talking about the road of professionalism and, and education in the pet space. And Susan, I've got to tell you, guess what happened this morning? It snowed. Oh my gosh, I just missed it, you huh? You just missed it by, I mean, by hours. You by just hour, missed it. Wow. Sorry. So yeah. All right. So speaking of uh, just missing it, let's get to uh, let's get to some let's get to our topic today. What is our topic today, Susan? Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about selecting the right pet care provider for your pet when you can't take care of them. There's a lot of misinformation that different professionals put out that their care is the best one for pets, be it a pet sitter, veterinarian, friends or family, dog walkers, your local, you know, boarding pet resort. And I thought it would be helpful to just kind of talk about it from a global perspective that they all have their place in the market. And I think what we need to do as professionals is help pet owners make the best choice for their individual pet, because all pets are different. And I think sometimes we need to kind of empower, you know, a pet owner to understand the differences and what choices, what the decision making should be for your individual pet. And if you have multiple pets, you might need two different care providers. That's so interesting. I never really think about that. I have multiple, I have three pets, different species. I never really think, I always think about, I never really think about the fact that you do need to consider multiple care providers given different personalities, health needs, et cetera. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's good to bring that up. Yes, it's something that, you know, we really did and we learned by taking, you know, care of pets that certain pets thrived and did really well in our pet center. And I think, you know, pets that are younger and like activity and like social interaction can do very well at the 
professional pet resorts that we have because a lot of them have a lot of activities. It's very similar to sending, you know, your kid to camp. I think gone are the days where pets go to a, a pet center and just sit in a cage all day. They have an enclosure that's private that's important for eating. We want our pets to be able to eat and not have, you know, stress or pressure on them. So I think we have to keep that in mind that it's good to segregate our pets when they're wanting to eat. But during the day, there's a lot of activity that's going on and a lot of social engagement with other pets and people. And I think a majority of our pets that live in families thrive in that environment because they're used to that type of engagement with their families. And if you work all day, they may actually be getting more engagement at the pet center than they, you know, would at home. So I think that's one of the things to kind of dispel. I think for young, healthy, active pets, sometimes the pet center is better than leaving them at home and just having a pet center come in two or three times just because there is more engagement all during the day. But I also think there are pets as they get older that probably are more comfortable staying at home and just having someone check into them because our older pets frequently will sleep more and they may not like a lot of activity around. So I think we have to kind of observe our pets and see what makes them more comfortable and possibly, you know, try it on some short stays and see what works. And I believe that it's important to have a team of professionals that can help you. I couldn't agree more. I feel like you know, even so, you mentioned that uh, not not only is it basically per dog, but I also think about it. It's just also for human situations. You know, if you're leaving town for twelve hours or one day, or you are waiting for a package, or I mean, there's so many different variables, or you have someone stopping into you know stopping to sleep over. I mean, there's so many variables that can go into any time that you leave town and you need, and you need pet care. Those are also things to keep in mind. I mean, I know that you know in terms of so also too. I, I just want to throw one one thing out there. You know, I also pet sitting for me. I always think of it. I kind of have a different view in my mind. I think of pet sitting as someone who is staying at your house. Mm. That's, you know, for me. And I used to run a company that we did provide visits for three to five times a day. But when we started introducing overnight pet sitting where people would stay in the people's homes, I just always felt so much more comfortable with that for so many reasons. So, you know, I do think that that's also, again, with a trusted, insured professional in your home. I think that that's a really kind of sometimes an overlooked option for pet care. And I know that there are a lot of, you know, there are a lot of facilities and a lot of pet businesses that are offering that as an adjunct or an add-on service. You know, you don't want to come to us, let us come to you. You will do a sleepover at your house. So I think that's another really nice option to explore. And I think we need to kind of learn more about that and learn how we can, as pet owners, gauge and investigate whether that's a, whether the person that we're hiring is of good quality and whether it's a good option. Some people don't like the idea of people sleeping in their bed. So there's that too. Right. Yeah, I think it's important for owners to understand that there are many options out there and, you know, to look for the one that best fits you. And I really believe you should have relationships with several. So like on my recent trip, when I came to visit you in Chicago, I try to keep my pets on a schedule that they're used to. And since they go to daycare twice a week, one day I had um, a transport service come pick them up and take them to daycare, just like they were used to going when I'm home and bring them home. But then the other day, they're used to being at home. So I just had a um, pet sitter come by and do a midday visit and walk with them. So 
I use my daycare, my transport service, my pet sitter. Um, it takes an army to take care of my pets, but all of them have their role and place um, in being a part of my care team. And what I want to recommend is I know a lot of people rely on family and friends, and that's great. But I can tell you that you got to think long term over the life of the pet. And when I great own point. my pet great center. Great point. Oh, yeah. my God. That's such a good point. Because it just broke my heart when we would have get collect information on the pets that would come to stay with us. And if I saw a pet that was like eight years old, and this was the first time they were ever going to go and board with me in my center, it broke my heart because I knew that pet was going to be uncomfortable. Because, as you know, our pets, their world is either familiar to them or unfamiliar. And so I knew that it was going to be unfamiliar to them. This was something they've never done. And because people don't think about in the future, I may move away from my family and friends or my family and friends may you know, have a child that's allergic to pets and so no longer my pet can stay there. So I just think it's important to build a team early in the pet's life so they get used to it because you never know what will happen down the road. You're very mindful. <laughs> Very well, mindful. So you didn't you 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 and I talked that you had a story that you wanted to share that was really about what we're talking about today. Do you want to do you want to share that story? Yeah, you know I don't like to go in to talk about the tragedies and stuff that happen in our industry, but it's kind of the reality. And I recently read a story about a family in Florida who had two basset hounds, and they were going out of town and chose to leave their basset hounds at. A veterinarian because they really felt that would be safer because they were, you know, there with a veterinarian. And I don't know the details of what happened, but somehow the dogs overheated and both of them passed away. Oh my gosh. Heat exhaustion. Yes. Ay. And so I think it was earlier in the year the story was coming to light, you know, a little bit later. So of course, you know, it's devastating for the pet owner. It is, you know, devastating, I'm sure, for the veterinarian and care provider. Nobody in professional pet care wants to lose a pet in our care. But when they were interviewing other people, you know, and giving advice as a part of the story, they interviewed another veterinarian and they said, well, we recommend pet sitters so that they they come into the home. And, you know, I don't want, you know, one bad experience to say then we exclude everybody that provides overnight services because I think that's not fair to a lot of great caretakers out there. I think as pet professionals, we need to respect and look behind and understand people's knowledge, you know, what kind of emergency procedures and things do they have in place. Because this story kind of shows that everybody can make a mistake. And unfortunately, it can be tragic. But there are people that, you know, have generators and things set up that plan for the worst case scenarios. Right. That's, a, again, a terrible story. And so I guess let's tie this into PAC. Let's tie mm-hmm. this into what, when again, this isn't about scare tactics or about, you know, if you don't think about this, something terrible is going to happen. That's not at all what it is. But it is about spotlighting what it means to be an actual professional caregiver and that you're getting and that education plays such a huge role in that, which is really what PAC is about. So first of all, let's, I think more importantly, we did forget we had an oversight on talking about saying what is PAC which is the Professional Animal Care Certification Council. So that's important. You can find PAC in all different places on the internet. You can go to Facebook's page is PAC Cert, P-A-C-C-C-E-R-T. That's the Facebook page. And you can also go to the website, which is P-A-C-C-E-R-T dot org. 
And you can also, of course, get a hold of Susan. Susan, do you want to give out your personal email or do you want to I give sure the will. pack email? All right, no, they can um, email me at susan at crystalcanine.com. Okay, is, so just like it sounds. Just like it sounds. And, uh, uh, all spelled out. All canine. spelled out, yes. Canine with a C, yes. So what should folks do? Um, either pet owners, pet professionals, new pet professionals, veteran pet professionals, hobbyists, enthusiasts, anyone that is totally into the pet space more than, uh, well, you're, listen, if you have a pet, you're totally into the pet space. You are in the pet space. Listen, and I, have a, I have a kid. It would be like saying, <laughs> as a, you know, I'm kind of into the parenting thing. I mean, you either, you either are or you're not. Absolutely. So what, what could folks do? What, what do you recommend as a good first step if, this is a, if we're in the investigation period phase? Yes. Well, actually, what we just have put together a selection checklist for pet parents to um, help guide them when they're looking for adding to their pet professional care team. So that will be on our website very soon. And so if they would go to the website and join our mailing list, they would definitely get an email when that's available, which I think will be within a few days, hopefully by the time this publishes, it's out there. And so we can get that out to pet parents and help them make the selection based on where we're heading with the certification requirements. We just want to recognize and help the industry ensure they have the knowledge and, you know, the emergency planning and their operations are sound to keep pets as safe as possible. I mean, we'll never be 100% because there are human errors and there are accidents that happen outside of our control. That as an industry, we're coming together because we do learn from each other and the mistakes we make. And it's like, I don't want this to happen to someone else learn from it. And that's what we're doing through PAC is pulling together the safest care standards that we know of. And you're doing it with the most renowned and respected pet professionals in this space as well. I think that's an important thing to say that you've you've put together a really impressive, which is incredible and impressive put together, an incredible and incredibly impressive board of directors and several different committees with great committee members. I mean, you've done a really lovely job, and I think that you're getting a lot of accolades and a lot of uh, a lot of attention because of that as well. So you've done a great job putting this together. You're definitely, you know, I think doing a really nice job of navigating for folks about what next steps are and you know what should be considered. And I think our podcast, our monthly update is a great way to continue to kind of drive that forward and bring it all together. So, all right. Thank you. That's awesome. And I just have yeah. one request for those sure. that are in pet professionals and, and working. We're at the point in our process We're going to start writing exam questions, and we need volunteers from the industry to help us do that because we're providing certification at three different levels, the hands-on provider, at the manager level, and at the operator level. So we have a lot of questions that we need to generate for the exams because the certification is being prepared by the industry for the industry. And so we need you to be involved. So again, you can go to our website and sign up to be on our mailing list and get the details of how to be trained and actually participate in bringing certification and kind of raising the standard of care for all pet professionals. Terrific. All right. Terrific. Lovely. Always good talking to you. It is my pleasure. You're a dear. Okay, guys, this is Jamie and Susan coming to you with your monthly pack update. If you have any questions, you know where to find all of us, any of us, all of us, all of us and any of us. They can find you, they can find me, and they can find pack. Okay, guys, make it a great day. Go take care of pets. Go love on pets. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. Let's Talk Pets every week on demand. 
only on PetLifeRadio.com.